Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And? Yeah. yeah. I just came to the studio, man. Just fuck with this shit. Not everybody can do this shit. Not everybody can do this Yeah. Here we go. Sometimes you gotta state your facts. Talk to him, Fivey. Sometimes you gotta say your stats. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Five dead. Lord forgive me for all the drilling that I did. Who was saying viral before I did? How many drill rabbits came out of my crib? Yeah. Nigga, all of them. Niggas my seeds, I just water them. Certain rappers good in their Lakers, niggas extorting them. And I already be my ops, but I'm still taunting them. And I put the biggest features on drill music. Yeah, it was a lot of drilling, but it's still music. They try to ban us, cause niggas wanna kill to it. It wasn't fit for the radio, but they still use it. I did Drake, I did Ye, I did Nas. I did Alicia Keys, I did Mary J. Blige. I did Nicki Minaj. I went verse for verse with the top legends and survived. Nigga, I did more than evolve. <laughs> and I believed them when they told me it was love. Is this a retirement song? <laughs> like, <laughs> he just started. Like, he's sounds like he's wrapping it all up. No, I think what Fivey's doing there is he's doing his version of the Jay Z verse on God did of like, here's my what I've been, you know, my life. Oh, is that is that what that beat is? I'm a yeah. little out of it. I'm so sorry. have you? You've been very busy, and we're gonna talk all about that. Have you heard the Hove God did yet? I heard the whole thing once. And then pieces of it a couple times. But I have been busy the last two weeks. Obviously, you know that I haven't even been here. Sorry, guys. But I'm back, baby. Better than ever. But did Jay-Z destroy the world while I was gone? So let me just say, we we talked about, I think the last time you and I were together, we talked about that the song was coming out, I think. Uh-huh. And then no, it I came. I don't remember that. No, maybe not. Maybe it was, before, it was after you left also. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it was the first episode I did after you left. And then the song came out. And listen, let me tell you guys something right now. This is God did. God did on the Khaled. Let me tell you something. Syph and I, I don't know if you're aware of this, sometimes can be accused a little bit of being on the cock of one Jay-Z. It's been said. It's been said, but it's also not just because of his rhymes. I respect the man and what he does and his vision. No, we are we are big Jay Z fans. I don't know if you know this, but we actually went to Nas's company and did a podcast about Jay Z. So we're big Jay Z fans. That being said, yeah, sometimes I still do have the feeling that other people get of like, oh my god, can you get off this guy's nuts? The way that people went crazy for this verse, it was good. It was really good. But I, like, I'm not putting what it I'm in the seeing, top whole. What verses. I'm seeing, it is the greatest whole verse of all time. Saif, you will never feel that way for the reason that 
he doesn't, he's not in a super pocket on it. It's like spoken word. It's not even like. But that's it, who he is now. Well, then listen, that's cool, but I'm never going to love that. He grew his hair out to do spoken word. He has spoken word hair. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. What I'm saying is I don't think I'd ever enjoy a verse in that style as much as my favorite Jay-Z verses. Like, so people saying it's the best. I'm like, it was very good. I saw a clip on TikTok where it was like Irv and Jay-Z from years ago. This was years ago. They were talking about, can I live like it was years ago? But it was still years ago from today. And he starts spitting the can I live verse, like a piece of it. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, that's Hove's pocket. Like that. So listen, don't get me wrong. It's really dope. It's really dope. But sometimes, man. Oh, my God. What? This is the Khaled Clips. What's he did that guy's show? Who's that guy? Smiley? Speedy. <laughs> Speedy. That's my dude. You called him Smiley from Do the Right Thing? No, it's Speedy. When he did his show and he's like, <laughs> they, they don't believe yo, and Speedy's like trying to hold his hold his. No, nah, it was great. It's so funny, bro. The part when when Khaled hits the I like what Drake like. That bar and watching Speedy try to keep it together. Yo, Khaled's at one of his most insane in this moment. Did you see the video they put together where he keeps taking his glasses off? He takes his glasses off 400 (laughs) times. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I was kind of ready to be disappointed (laughs) with the Khaled album. And I I think it's actually maybe his best album. It's got a lot of good stuff on there that I enjoyed. I'm trying to find that glasses clip. Oh, here we go. This is so funny. Here we go. Here's here's Khaled. At one point, you're going to say... They don't believe in us. It's different, right? But God did. I can't make this up. You know those classics, right? <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I like what Drake like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see it in the eyes. You know, some people are just timeless. Pretty damn funny. So, okay, so Jay, so this is the greatest Jay-Z verse of all time. No. It is not. It is. It is really good. And and also, I I, I fought with Cass one about it because Cass is a big Jay Z verse analyzer, and I'm sure Cass will hear this. He's a one upper. Cass is like he's covering ground he's never covered before. I firmly disagree. I feel like it's a recap of all the things he's covered before. And, and by the way, I'm not mad at that, but I don't think it's like him at his absolute best. I saw a clip of Guru explaining some of the lines. And I was like, yes, this is amazing what you're saying. But it's okay. He's normally very good. So what's the difference? Like, what's the hype? Why is this that crazy? I mean, listen, Guru is a a, a fountain of hip-hop knowledge. I don't know that he's who I would want to go to, though, to hear about. Yes, he gives you an insight that no one else can have. But there's also an inherent bias in the conversation, too. It's your guy. That's his guy. Right. It's definitely a bias. But I do what I do like. What I do like about Guru's breakdowns is that he's there when it's being recorded, and he mixes it. So he also hears it a cappella because that changes things. When you hear things a cappella without the music, it gives you a different take of it. You know what I mean? So he gets to hear it. He said Jay did it in one take, right? Is that what he said? Well, God did. Is it God did or God did? It's God did. It's all caps God did. It's kind of like Jeopardy. Like The question would have been, if the answer is God did, the question is, who was the only one who believed in you? 
hey, Khaled, blank, 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 God did. Correct. Was there people not believing? I was having a conversation about how how much I like am annoyed by things and how I wish I wasn't annoyed by things as much as I was and how I want to get off that hamster wheel of, of, of wanting validation from everyone. And I, it, it drives me crazy. Like I have enough. I have enough. I don't need more. Like I'm good. And, and I was like, it's interesting because Drake, for example, and Khaled are both as psychotic as me. Like, and, and Kanye, let's get to Kanye <laughs> separately. <laughs> But like Drake and Khaled are both obsessed with the people who leave them out of the conversation, the people who doubt them. Yet they flip it so positively in a way where it's like, I'm doing it in spite of them. Whereas mine is, I would be doing it if y'all weren't fucking hating on me. And it, and I hate how that sounds. And I hate how that feels. But I don't have the, I don't have the brash audacity to turn it into Y'all see me? They trying. Everyone's trying to hold me back. They won't. What if we try it for a month? Okay. Like we prepare for it. We train for it. Okay. Like the marathon. Okay. And we go ham. Yo, drama just did it. Drama just turned it on. What'd he do? Like three weeks ago, drama started because he's getting ready to promote his new album. He literally went into like a new version of drama. It's sort of like he's trolling Khaled because he's acting a little like Khaled. But he went into full, you're going to recognize my history. These are the things that I've done. I'm one of the greatest to ever do this. He made a, a, a clear, in my opinion, a clear conscious decision to do that. So you're saying something like that, where for a month we go, we're going to own our shit instead of complaining. And we, and we label it or we, I mean, like call it something or like. Optimistic October. <laughs> so many syllables. I see why you thought it would ring off, but it, it's too much. It doesn't have to have October in it. It's just <laughs> my idea for optimistic October. <laughs> oh, Billy, I've missed you. Were you not with him last week? Yeah, but it's not the same. Like when it when it's with a guest, it's not the same. I don't I don't bring Billy in as much. So like I miss getting to do Billy voice, which I know he <laughs> fucking makes him want to punch me in the face. <laughs> When Billy kills me one day, he's going to be standing over me like, yeah, you're happy, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm sorry I missed the last two weeks because I was shooting this TV show. Oh, wait, you're shooting a TV show? Please tell us. I was. But the last two weekends, we were on a set, which was like what we call headquarters, which is supposed to be like the the archive, the, um, what's that shit called? The, The archives of the museum. Yeah, that, that's it. The archives. This stuff is for the Universal Hip Hop Museum? Yeah, it's tied in. Got it. Okay. So the last two weekends were like way more intense than usual. It was like actually being on a TV show where before I was just traveling, very small crew. We would get a, with a, a guest and do an interview and show the artifact, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like me and Yo-Yo are bringing the artifacts back with us. So it's like full like network is there production companies there where was this it was in um jersey in union city okay and you're and actually some place i've been before and you're giving the artifacts to ll half ll one week and the next week was ice tea so there's like a full production crew which is by the way this this is sife at his absolute erect happiest no, no happier Scythe than a full set with catering, no, fucking horrible. grips. No, really? You didn't enjoy it? It was too much? 
Here's the thing about TV. Here's what I don't like. I've gotten close with my initial crew, my producer, my showrunner, my story producer, the camera guys, when we go on the road and stuff, right? Usually New York and LA. That's our little crew. We, we're all cool. We got the PAs. Sometimes they change out, but we're cool. Then we go on set and like, first of all, LL's coming. So it's like tension. The aura. The You should just start calling him the aura. It's impressive, man. Ice-T doesn't have the same aura. He has an aura, but not the same. Ice-T is really cool. Ice-T is a very regular acting dude. The whole time when he was was he shooting, he was literally just on Instagram. Like, mad cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a Drop some dude. bombs, too. Drop some some player pimp bombs on me. Woo! So, LL, so he's got an aura. But now, like, you could feel the tension. There's people I've never met before. You know, there's people dealing with the artifacts. There's people, set designers. There's um, the guy from the network. There's catering. There's a lot more PAs and stuff. So now, this is like a, a low-budget, guerrilla-style shooting show. But now we're on set. So, like, there's a PA waiting for me when I pull up and offering to carry my bag. And all, I was like, I don't need the babying. I hate the babying. I know. And it's like, you're told who I am. So you're babying me. But then, some other lady... Treats you like is, garbage. Treats me like trash because she doesn't know. Like I'm, t- I'm trying to tell this thing. Like I'm on the show more than LL. You and Yo-Yo are the main faces of the show. A hundred percent, because we're the ones that go on the road. LL just sends us on these missions. Right. So like, I don't want to be a dick and be like, "Lady, I'm," you know, like I understand you were told. It's Treat LL me like day. the motherfucking host that I am. I don't. I don't see that. It's too extreme. It's like somebody babying me, and then someone fucking scooting me along. Like, excuse me. I'm like, lady, I'm in the scene. You know how they have LL talking to someone? I'm the someone. Right. 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 Can you relax? I totally identify with this, and I did an episode of WWE Treasures this week. I was the one with an artifact they were curious about. Ooh. Right. So. I can't reveal what happens in it, but whatever. We, we do the thing. That's, it's, it's just like your show. They have two hosts traveling around. Same thing. The person reaches out to me to set this thing up. They, they were on me about a date. I gave them a date. They wanted a gazillion hours. I'm like, I can give you four hours. And you're a nobody. Thank you, Sive. Exactly. So imagine when we ask big people to give us like nine hours. I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm a nobody and I don't have time for that. It's like, it's like that's not my job. This is my job. I can just come help you guys out for a little while. So they hit me up on like Friday. The shoot's on Monday. This lady texts me a couple times. I'm running the shoot, blah, blah, blah. Can you call me? I call her on my way to dinner on Friday night. She's high energy. She's talking, 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 asking me questions, telling me. I was like, lady, I work for WWE. I get it. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. you. Like, no, she, don't know. she doesn't she know, don't know though. So like there's no cuz she she's a she's from a production company has no idea you even work for WWE. I'm sure you deal with this too that like is frustrating about TV. People never make connections. Like tell the person, "Hey, with him you don't have to worry. He's he's got it." Like she's going and going and going and going about all the details. We end the call, cool. She texts me over the weekend asking for stuff. Can you send me pictures of the stuff? Can you I'm already kind of like, "Damn, lady, it's the weekend. I work mad hours. You have to fall back. Like, but okay. Monday comes. She had told me on the phone and I just chose to ignore it. I was like, you guys sending me a car, right? She goes, um, just Uber it and you can expense us. 
So when Monday comes, I have a million things to do before I even leave. I hit her. I was like, yo, can you do me a favor? And you just call the Uber. I really don't feel like having to expense someone for $30. That seems like something the production company should handle. Then I, I go to the set. I went earlier than I'd originally told them. I was like, hey, I'll give you extra time. I told you all 11 just in case, but I can actually be there at 10. She's like, oh my God, that's great. As early as you can get there. If you could do 930, I'm like 10. I'll be there at 10. I got you. I get there at 10, Saif. She's out on the shoot with the two hosts. I didn't do anything till 1230. The weirdest part was when she came to set and met me in person for the first time. I don't know if it's because I asked about the Uber thing. The energy that she had on the phone, gone. There was no talking. She was like, hey. And when we would do scenes, and I don't know if you've had this experience too. Sometimes with these pseudo reality shows, you're doing scenes And it doesn't feel like there's anyone who's jumping in and being like, yo, here's what we want to accomplish here. We need to get from here to here. And I would go on my show. I I knew you. I'm sitting there like Saif must be dealing with this every episode. Yo, It drives me bananas bonkers. (laughs) Yo. So you as the host then, and, and this happened on the show, the current host of the show. She just took over. She just was like, I basically directed like, I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. And I was like, okay. I said, Hey, thank you. Let's go. I got that way towards the end, but it was already too late because we finished shooting. At first, you're trying to be respectful and you don't want to step on the showrunner or the director's toes, but you're like, y'all aren't telling anyone what to do. You're just hoping we get, are you really trying to treat this like a real reality show? Does this come from our radio backgrounds or does everyone feel this way? Or are we hyper aware of it? That's what I was trying to figure out. This is such a unique complaint. I don't because, even know. Because, like, because I don't from, know. What, you know, when we used to sit at a studio together and do a show, we'd be like, all right, we're going to talk about this. Let's get to this. And then we'll go to break or go to song. Didn't we go through this with Ian and the Hot 97 show that we would be like, hey, guys, can you just tell us what we need to do here? Or were they better at telling us? I think they were a little better. Ian would at least tell us. But we kind of had to push him, though. I remember them being kind of quiet about it and we'd be like, no, directly tell us where we need to get to so we can get there. By the way, I bought the whole season. What do you mean you bought it? You can buy the Hot 97 show. I have the, all the videos. Of course you do. You, you got, Wait, he, what, Ian made you a DVD? No, I have them on, you know, files. No one ever sent me the whole thing, so I just bought it. It was, on, it was like 20 bucks on Amazon. I just bought it so it's in my Prime account. There's very good shit on there. You know who's a fucking star on that show? Angie. Yo, Angie's an actor. Like, Angie is in every scene. It seems real. Let me tell you something about Angie. She did not want to be there. She was completely did not give a fuck about this show. But she made sure she looked good for everything we did. Outfit on point, makeup on point. And then when you go back and watch, you're like, and she was the best actor on the show, too. And she didn't even give a fuck about being there. Natalie looked at me. We're watching it. And she's like, yo, can you believe you were on like the show about Hot 97 with Funk Flex and Angie, you're like a primary character. I was like, nah, this is, I don't give a fuck what people think about this show. I can't believe it happened and we were part of the primary cast. But there's, there's good moments in there. It's, it's wild. And if you've never watched it, go on Amazon Prime. And I'm not saying every episode's great, but I'd say six of the eight. The crew still talks about how that was the best show to work on, the most fun show to work on. We all still talk to each other. And I could, did Angie ever yell at you? Yeah, because I got her the wrong cake on her birthday, and you guys took a picture of it and put it on Instagram. She's giving me the dirtiest look in the world. Angie, I, I, I just wanted to get you a chocolate egg. I, I just, I just... 
But this shit, man, yo, let me tell you something. Nah, it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. And this is first world problems. I, it's 100%. Talking about TV shows. But. And I'm like, I just want, like, I'm always on time. I'm always ready to rock. I don't need some kid. Hey, they're going to um, they're gonna come mic you in five. Just come mic me. Just come put the mic on. Like, what the fuck? Hey, can you put on your, um, can you, you know, change into your other outfit? And I go, listen. I'm in the middle of writing an email. No, this like I gotta like be a dick almost, but I don't want to be. But I'm like, I'm in the middle of writing an email. I promise you. Listen to me. Listen, I promise you, they're not ready for me for another hour. But they baby you. But then if you kick back, you're a diva. It's fucking crazy. It's a. It's a. They should be a show about that. My goal is to be the nicest. I just want to be the nicest person on set to everyone. I, I want to say thank you and please and make it easy as much as I can. And there are days when, like when you've been sitting around for two hours on a work day and you were rushed to be there and I'm, I'm sitting in a freezing cold room, killing time, reading my Anthony Bourdain book for two hours. Like, I'm like, this is not what I needed to do today. Yeah, TV always wants you there early, and I get it. Because a lot of unpredictable shit happens. But, like, I wonder if there's someone that's, like, so great at this. Like, they're a legend where you know how to adjust to different people's personalities and styles. Sife is never late. He's always on point. Tell him to come 30 minutes before we actually shoot. As opposed to so-and-so who's always late. Tell her two hours before we shoot. I understand it's a lot. It's probably a lot, but also that's what would make you really good at your job. If you if your talent coordinator or talent whatever know your talent. Okay, we have to stop because we're literally just rambling and complaining about TV. It's a very unrelatable conversation. <laughs> Can I tell you the hip hop stuff? Yes, I want the hip hop stuff. But in, before you get to the hip hop stuff, Sife, I just want to salute the Wanep listeners. We appreciate you guys. Why? Why? Because our our YouTube numbers did great. I mean, it's it's listen, it's little by little, but we you know we got a few hundred subscribers in the last couple of weeks. Our Patreon got up over seven hundred, which we were hoping for. So very hopeful that we now take the next step to the mid sevens this month. So if you've never signed up for Patreon, you're getting a lot of content. At least four things a month. Sife just dropped a special Patreon episode with Pete Nice talking about MF Doom. We did a full hour Patreon with Rory from Rory and Maul where we got into a lot of shit. So there's a lot on the Patreon. It's never been more worth it to sign up. Patreon.com slash Juan Ep is life. All right, Sife, to your hip hop shit. So, okay, so it's LL Cool J, Pete Nice from Third Base, and Paradise, who I guess was the promoter of Latin Quarter. Apparently, he was also an ex-clan. I would have just loved to have just a microphone on at all times. The hip-hop stories, non-stop, bro. And, like, behind-the-scenes stories and who was getting their dick sucked. You know what I mean? And we're sitting having lunch. We're just talking. And they're like, hey, you know, you guys can go to your separate rooms or whatever. I'm like, nah, we we all want to talk hip-hop. Like, even LL's there. LL's talk, telling stories. They're looking at pictures. It was so so one of my favorite stories I heard, and actually I, I overheard this. So you know this song? Uh he's holding up a record if you're not watching on the YouTube. It says My Adidas slash Peter Piper by Run DMC. Arguably, arguably the greatest rap twelve inch of all time. I and mean, it's in the conversation, certainly. Apparently, 
LL had the Peter Piper beat first. Now, you know the song he did to the Peter Piper beat? Think about it. Here it is, by the way. I, I, let me, I know what you're going to say. Rock the Bells. The reason why Rock the Bells is called Rock the Bells is because the bells were in the Peter Piper beat. Crazy, right? Yo, when he was telling the story, I was like, yo. This wait, wait, is wait. Crazy. So everyone, everyone take a second. What Sife's telling us, he learned from LL Cool J firsthand. Firsthand. So this song, that's the bells he's talking about on Rock that's the, the bells. bells. Wow. Fucking crazy, right? So I go, how do how do we never know that? How do we never uh, how have we never known? We've this? never had LL God on one app. God did. Um, God did. So yeah, so he said um he had the beat. Rick Rubin made the beat, obviously, and he had the beat. He recorded Rock the Bells to it, and then he comes to he comes to the studio one day, and here's Peter Piper, and he's like, Yo, what the fuck is? That? Damn. Yo, LL. Oh man. You did something, bro. What do you mean? Bro, his security, they were like, yo, what's yo, site? Because after like two days, we got cool. The security is mad cool. They were both former Rikers Island COs. So they're like, yo, like after we got cool, like I'm joking around with them. I'm, I asked one guy, I said, yo, let me ask you a question. If I lunge, if I lunge at LL, how quickly before I get twisted up? And he just fucking opens his jacket and shows me his gun. I was like, okay, no lunging. Got it. No lunging. So after we get cool, we're having lunch. We're just sitting there. LL shooting something. So it's just me and them. No LL. No LL. He's shooting. He's in the other room shooting. And the, and the guy goes, yo, Saif, can I ask you something? I go, yeah, of course. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up with your man? <laughs> So I go, I go, which man are you referring to? Wait, wait, like, hey, hold on. Do you immediately know he's talking about me? Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> which man is your man? So I go, who, which man are you talking about? By the way, has heard no phrase more in his life because of me <laughs> than what's up with your man. So they're like, Rosenberg. I said, I said, I go, yo, we good? <laughs> but did they get that? Oh, they got it. They got Let me tell you something. So the security guards were in the room with us at the Rock the Bells Festival when they were they were walking LL through, right? They were there. The stylist was not in the room with us. She was in the trailer. So they go, what's up with your man? I go, yo, we good? And she goes, y'all talking about Rosenberg? I said, oh, it got, it got back to y'all? She's like, yo, what's up with your man? Did you tell everyone I apologize? I said you apologize. I said I, I said he sometimes he doesn't get certain nuances. You know what I mean? Like See, I, 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 th- you told him I was embarrassed by it that I did not. Yes, I told him all that. But I said he said he was saying, "Hey man, are we good?" Right. That's, like that's you know, what I was saying. I, I feel like there's some awkwardness between us. Are we good, or how can we get good? That's what he wanted to say. Correct. And they're like, "Nah, that's not what he said." He said, Rikers Island, C-74, jail talk. Yo, we good? <laughs> but, but Peter, it was, it went to the, it went to the crew. It went to the stylist. Like, that's bad, man. That's very bad. Did, did it ever come up? Did you ever discuss it with LL? No, I didn't want to because I want to do a lot of business with LL. And I don't, I don't want any bad association. You don't want to remind him that you're even friends with me. Let me get the thing first and then we'll clean it up. 
Okay. I, I think we're clean. Yo, in watching the video back, though, he was really nice. No, he's, but that's his job, though. That's his job. Because I watched the video when Claudine, his the girl that runs Rock the Bells, she pulled him away and stiff-armed you. She almost punched me. Yo, but LL telling old school stories, man, in the back. Oh, my God. These, we got to get Paradise on. And P2P is a fucking... No, it's a encyclopedia. Oh, my God. You, did you know that before? Yes, because I follow him on Instagram. He's he's a lunatic. Bro, it's uh, it's really... Like, he knows... Day, and, like, it's a little older for me. Like, they're talking a lot of 80s shit. Like, seven, late, late 70s, early 80s. I said, Paradise, we're having lunch. I said, can I, can I bother you with some questions? And he's like, of course, bro, he's laying it. Oh, I'm like, so what exactly was Latin Quarter? How did it work? What was played in there? You know, like, did R&B play? Like, how many, like, it's a hip-hop club in 82. Like, how much hip-hop was there really? Or 84, whatever. And, bro, he's breaking down record by record. He broke top billing. He made Red Alert play top billing. He fucking um, had the first, so, like, he had the first performances like, okay, so it's Latin Quarter, so everyone in the in the early 80s is huge. Houdini, Melly Mel, LL, all those people, right? But they're so huge, they don't perform at Latin Quarters because they want they want to get paid for it. Right. So the new kids are performing at Latin Quarters. Rakim, KRS, mm. fucking um leaders, or not leaders, um, uh, what do you say? Someone else. But like, so like, he's like, yeah, they were the new kids. I was putting them on. Positive K, uh, Brand Newbie, uh, Grand Pooba when he was in that other group. Heavy D. And like, he's telling these stories like they're, like they're kids. Like Heavy D was a kid. You know what I mean? Fights and robberies. I'm looking on YouTube to see if anything comes up for like Latin Quarter clips. The only thing I've seen so far, let's see. I put in Latin Quarter footage, New York. Then he got mad. Paradise goes, I don't know what the fuck KRS was talking about. We played his record first. That routine, he did a Latin quarter. He talking about Union Square. He hated Union Square. It was Union Square a club? Yeah. Oh, in Union Square? I think it was near Union Square. Presumably. Yeah. Live at Union Square. 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 Ooh. Well, Mark Ronson said something interesting that I, w- I was curious to get your input. We had a conversation I thought you'd appreciate. Although you may not see it this way. You're semi-active, semi-active still. Although so is Mark. We were just talking about how like the, he, the best version he was as a DJ, like his best self as a DJ was like 20 years ago. And I've been listening to old mini discs I found. I'm like, shit, I was way better in like 98, 90. When I was practicing every day and I was DJing out, it really makes a difference. Like, these guys who stay great stay DJing truly forever. They don't have another fucking job where they just get to it every once in a while. Yeah, that's like working out. Yeah. So I did a mix for 94.7 The Block. I did two mixes for this this holiday weekend coming up. Well, I guess now when you hear this, it'll be in the past. I mean, were, you, were you given, what was the, can you tell us what the edict was? Was it do whatever you want? Um, it's 90 to 2010, 52 minutes. That's it. It was not really, you know, they said, oh, since it's Labor Day, um, you can play some reggae. This was, this was a general email, not to me, but you can play some reggae like seven to 10 minutes, but I just mixed it up. It felt good. 
I wasn't as rusty as I thought, but the setup to get everything in a good place took forever. Random question for you. I think I know the answer, but I'm just curious. If the opportunity ever presented itself, would you ever do Cypher Saturdays again? Was recorded or live? The whole thing would hinge on that. I would do it live if I was in town, but you can't tell me that I can't travel on the weekends. That's never happening. The moment you say, no, 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 you can't travel on the weekends. Like Comedy is all weekends. I, I'm, I can't do it. If the opportunity presented itself and it was, yeah, you could do it however you do it. Either you send it in or you do it live. I don't know because I'm just going back to like, it's going backwards, it feels like. And I don't know if you know this, but a Rastaman now move backwards. What if it's actually still forward, though? I mean, it's just like a specialty show. I can't grow. No, you're not. You're not. Th- that's not the point. It would be you're just there. To, this is what you do. It's a little thing you do. You have an outlet on weekends for a few hours. What would be? What's the point of it? That's what I would have to get to. What is the point of it? That it's just kind of fun. Fun slash promote your brand. You know, get people out to your comedy shows. Can I? Can I promote my brand, or is it no talking? No, no. I, I listen in this made up version. You're doing a regular mix as a DJ where you're cracking the mic and you're and you're DJing. All right, and I got to play all the new shit. I, I mean, you'd be playing a lot of the new shit. You know, it's the hard part. I probably wouldn't do it. I don't know. I, I that'd be a lot. I would like to play some of the new shit, but like not like the stuff that you normally play all the time. Let's say I'm doing a like. Let's say I could do a set, and it's like let's say today I'm like I right, I'm on I'm on my Brooklyn shit today, right? So I'm playing Biggie, I'm playing Jay Z, I'm playing Black Moon, but I'm I'm also playing Pop Smoke and and Favio. You know what I mean? Like, it's mixed in. But, like, if I got to play all, like, new... And I like I like Little Baby. I like The Baby. I like Drake. But if I have to play all their singles just because, I don't know. Wow, you heard something? You heard something? They, they want me? Is, it, is somebody asking for me? No, no, I completely made this up. But uh-huh. there was a time when I was at my most underground, 99, 2000, 2001, where I'll tell you what. I would love, like, I would make mixes on the weekends just for fun, and I would really be excited, even though I was super backpack, to make, like, a commercial mix with, like, the dopest commercial shit out. Like, I would I would still be excited to do that. I'd be playing still DRE and fucking Shook Ones and, I mean, a Quiet Storm and, um, you know, even Juvenile and whatever, all the whatever commercial record, Jay-Z. The idea now of like it's Saturday and I'm bored. I think I'm going to mix and have fun. And it being new records, it does zero for me. I feel bad. I don't. I don't want to be like that, but it's true. You know what I noticed? Because people always ask me what I know. I like a lot of the new records. I can listen. I to like. Them. I like. What Drake, Drake what like? Drake like. I like. But I don't live them. No. I don't live them like I lived. You know, the records when I was DJing, like I knew them by heart. I knew the ins and outs. I knew the points I wanted to mix. Cut to the third verse. Cut to the bridge. I mean, like I did a little mix yesterday and I played Nori nothing, played one verse, and then I cut to the bridge because I have it set up. You know what I mean? Like I know where it is. So like I don't know that with this music. So it would be like I have all the songs. I download them every week. I have everything, but like I don't live it. No, like, for example, you couldn't play this right. Like, there's no this. Where you jump to this. 
You don't have that. You're not cut into the, this is the beat we rock for the street. It's just not the same. It makes me sad. Oh, so Syph decided to get the radio album cover signed by LL. You know why I got this signed? So when he kills me, you have an interesting artifact? No. The reason why I got this signed is because my joke did not go over well. Because what I really wanted him to sign was this. I'm holding up the In Too Deep soundtrack. Wait, the, which song is that? How to Rob? What is that? This is um, the whole soundtrack to the movie. So I pull this out to get a laugh from LL, right? I'm like, hey, I had like four of his albums. And I go, hey, can you sign my favorite LL record? And I'm going through the albums. And then I go, here you go, In Too Deep soundtrack. Hilarious. I think it's hilarious. He goes, oh, that's that shit right there. Yeah, 50s on that, so-and-so's on that. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, this joke is going, this is backfiring. That is hilarious. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, hello, come on, look at this dumb album cover. Look at these two bald guys. Come on, what's going on here? And he was like, yo, that's the shit, man. Yo, that shit had LL, Component Noriega. It had this. Oh, you, you know what it had on it, Scythe? I love this song. It had this. Oh, it also had this. Love that. I, li- I, re- I did like the Into Deep soundtrack. Yo, Scythe, man, that's a great album to get autographed. I gotta frame it. Which one are you gonna frame? Radio? Both. <laughs> what are you gonna do with them after you frame them? And put them on the wall. Do you have a lot of wall space down there? Yeah. I thought your wall is just monster posters. <laughs> um, hey, guys. Uh, I gotta go, man. Yeah, we gotta go. We're gonna do a Patreon episode. Uh, we hope you'll check it out at patreon.com slash life. So if you know who I talked to, I want to have back on the podcast. Mark Ronson. Um, I just think it's time. We haven't talked to him in like seven, eight years. And A, he's been up to a lot of interesting shit. But also, we know he has more stories from back in the day. Mark Ronson. Similar. He's white. Um, Druha. Druha. I just spoke to Druha recently. I hit him up earlier. I said, yo, you got to come back on one app, bro. Let's more story. Yo, since we, yo, he's involved in so many things right now and has been for so long. So we got to do an episode with Druha. We got to get these interviews crack a lacking, but we, we love you guys. You're great. Billy June. And, um, oh, you know, what we got to talk about on the Patreon. What? Do you see the Kanye shit the other day? Wait, something with the gap? No, no, no. There's new stuff. New. Oh, okay. So anyways, we'll see you on Patreon guys. Or we'll catch you next week.